As we enter 2022, the media world finds itself at a significant turning point economically, technologically, and socially. How does this affect media and marketing? In this talk, Pablo Gomez shares key findings from Kantar's Media Reaction Study, which provides a comprehensive view of the current media landscape to help brands navigate. What channels and platforms do your consumers prefer, and how must we approach them? This year's study also explores three strategic dilemmas that marketers are facing around the world and how we can address them. Everyone, my name is Pablo Gomez. I'm the head of media um, at Canva uh, for Asia Pacific. And today I'm going to take you through uh, the media and digital trends. So media digital trends are based in a, a research we have uh, done and, and most of the results I'm going to show you today are based on the results of media reactions. Media reactions is a, is a research actually that we conduct across 29 countries in the world. Uh, pretty much we cover more than 80% uh, of the media investment um, and the objective of that is trying to understand what consumers think of the different media platforms and uh, media channels. Things like YouTube, Facebook, what they think of, even television. Um, so we calculate kind of what, what I call an ad um, at uh, equity. But I'm going to start a little bit from the beginning because I'm, I'm going to talk about trends, right? And this is something we all know. We know with the pandemic, um, what happened is that we are living more at home. So home right now is more like a lifestyle hub. And this is having an enormous impact how we consume media. There is more in, uh, screen time. Um, there is more and more demand for having a frictionless consumer journey. So being exposed to a specific phone, to, you know, to a specific content in the mobile phone, and then going and buying something later, etc. Actually, as you can see here, 70% of the consumers in Southeast Asia increased their internet surfing in the last month. And the number is actually continues increasing even um, even that in some countries, they are kind of like going outside the, or they have finished the lockdowns. And, and this happened pretty much um, everywhere. So the trends one I'm going to talk today is actually nothing new. I don't, I don't believe, you know, people who actually are able to, um, to talk about trends that no one expected. I think sometimes it's lack. But I, I think most of the times, essentially what is happening is that these are different trends and digital and media trends that actually are were already happening. So the thing is that with the pandemic, they are just faster, they are happening, they are accelerating all this transformation. Um, the first one, and you will see in the presentation different um, explanations for, for, for this trend. The, the first one is that, is it 2022, the year of the audio? We've been talking a little bit about audio and audio platforms at podcasts, you know, a streaming music, a streaming services like Spotify, where you can put actually advertising for a while. But actually what we are seeing this year also in the media reaction is that these platforms are actually accelerating. Consumers are using them more and even marketers are considering more. So I think actually 2022 really will be more the year of the audio. Second one is about welcome back influencers. Um, again, influencers is nothing new, um, but they are back. I mean, influencers were very badly impacted during the pandemic because actually a lot of advertisers took out the money out of the influencer marketing simply because in many cases they are not or they were not real KPIs to measure beyond engagement. But right now there are more and more tools to measure what is the real impact of influencers into the sales, into the brand equity, and actually it's coming back. It's a great way to connect with consumers. 
Um, third one is rise of e-commerce. They think nothing new. Uh, e-commerce has been there for a while. Um, but right now, what is happening is that e-commerce is getting closer, actually, to advertising. The gap between advertising and creativity and content and conversion is getting narrower and narrower. Actually, TikTok talks about that in the future, there won't be such a difference between brand equity and conversion. You can do it all in one act, right? Fourth one is about TikTok, actually, is that people love to dance. Um, and this is about TikTok. We found for the second year in a row that TikTok is the most important platform in, in receptiveness. And I will explain, explain a lot, um, about it a little bit later. But TikTok is really an, um, a platform that for consumers is getting very, very important, right? And finally, digital fragmentation. So we've been talking for a long time about the duopoly, about this Google's versus Facebook's. But right now, I think it's getting more exciting. I think those platforms are still super important for consumers' uh, marketeers, but we have others, as I mentioned, Spotify, Twitch, TikTok. So there is more opportunities to advertise, but also this is a challenge, right? So th these are the trends, and I will go through them um, during the presentation. But um, I think the most important thing is for you marketeers, for you agencies, is how do you tackle these, these challenges? How are you going to navigate these, these changes, these faster and faster changes? Well, what we found actually in the, in, the in the research and the analysis is that there are three dilemmas, actually, three things you will have to decide if you want to actually navigate these troubling times, well, challenging and exciting times. These three dilemmas that I call for a faster digital world are well, the first one is what we call the digital dilemma. And I will show the data and results from the research to, to support that. Is how can you maximize the consumer engagement in an increasingly digital, digital world, right? Because um, we have more platforms, as I mentioned, this fragmentation. How you can use these platforms to actually increase the engagement and, of course, increase the impacts and the ROI of your campaigns. The first thing I want to talk about is what we called receptive audiences and, and, and what do we mean with that, right? What we did actually is we asked different questions and we tried to understand from consumers how, what is the level of acceptance of advertising? You know, because we all know, for example, and we know from the last three years is that the receptiveness of um, advertising in digital platforms, for example, is way lower than offline platforms. And it doesn't mean that they are not effective. Actually, we know digital platforms for many different research are very effective and efficient. But consumers find normally advertising in digital very intrusive. So you can imagine yourself when you go in the, especially in the mobile phone, trying to watch an ad, sorry, watch an ad content, a video, anything, and there is an app on, popping in and, and it's very annoying, right? At some point, it's something annoying like, oh, check out, you know, let's go. This is kind of what we call receptiveness. And I will go to that uh, later. But essentially what we say is like, well, if consumers accept, you know, kind of advertising and they are more open to see advertising in these platforms, does it impact on effectiveness? Well, actually, yes. What we have seen and we run an analysis first is to see how this correlates with effectiveness. So is it, you know, people, you know, when consumers are more receptive to a platform, is that platform more receptive? Is that platform more impactful um, than when consumers do not accept, you know, that much advertising in that platform? Well, actually, yes, we saw that actually campaigns are seven times more impactful in those platforms uh, where consumers are more receptive. Actually, you can see the difference here between, and this is the delta between control and exposed, typical brand lift. We use that our pre-testing digital testing uh, context lab where we classify the different platforms uh, depending on receptiveness, like platforms that where people were positive about that. And I will go through which ones are those and people who were not that positive about that, which is the negative. The delta, as you can see, is 
really, really higher, actually four plus 4.1 on average, if consumers are receptive to the platform versus uh, uh, 0 0.6. But let's go to the ranking. Let's go to see one of the, actually the task points that where people are more receptive has a better perception from consumer side. Uh, and this data is global. I will show some data now from the Philippines, of course. Um, but globally, consumers, and this is, uh, you know, a kind of second year in a row where, you know, you can see these are the platforms where consumers are more receptive or channels, let's say. The first one is cinema. Uh, second is sponsored events. And then we have magazines, point of sale, and newspaper. Remember that this data is global, right? Not only for the Philippines, but it's very interesting how the first two actually are kind of like, this data is from 2021. Um, it's kind of nostalgia in some way that people normally don't go now to the cinema that much or sponsor events, but it's still people are thinking that this is the best place to actually to see ads. They don't mind to see uh, sponsorships, advertising when you go to the cinema. It's part of probably, it's, it's part of the ritual going to the cinema and watching an ad before the movie starts or also in sponsored events. Again, this is not correlated with richer level of the audience or effectiveness. This is about how people are receptive to that. But also, when we go into the online, as you can see, there was not online in that top ranking, but online has been increasing in receptiveness in the last few years, actually. Um, when you look at the ranking of, uh, of the on, uh, online platforms, what we see is the number one is podcast. And again, coming back to the audio, the mind training audio, actually, 2022 is the year of the audio. Actually, consumers consider podcasts a most relevant and important way to communicate, to advertising. Uh, second one is influencer, again, coming back to, you know, influencer marketing. Second one is influencer and third one is e-commerce, which is news going really strong. So consumers actually consider that these are good platforms to see advertising. It's been an evolution, actually, of online as a platform. First one is because normally, traditionally, when we start doing this ranking, online was in the, you know, in the lower rank, actually, of receptiveness. And one of the reasons was, actually, I think is because the content we create in online was not as good. Normally, when marketers and companies start putting uh, advertising in online, it used to be just taking the video, the TV commercial and into digital. Um, and now we see that more and more quality content in digital, right? And this has been improving the receptiveness of consumers into the digital. We know better how to do it, right? Um, and right now, as you can see, these ones are at the top of the, of the ranking. Actually, when we come back to podcasts as a, as a platform, and here we are comparing, and this is kind of the profile of what consumers think about podcast, e-commerce, but you can see the lighter, the lighter kind of bluish uh, line. And then with other different like online and mobile games, they are very different profiles. So consumers have a different perception of the different platforms, right? As you can see, when you look at, um, for example, on podcasts, podcast you can see, which is the, um, the dark green, you can see it's more innovative, it's better quality, um, it's more trustworthy, for example. Um, well, we have e-commerce actually is relevant and useful. Right, so consumers are using different platforms in different in different ways. Hello, this is Agnes Ravasho, CEO at MDI Novaria Technologies. Come listen to my digital impact, where I talk about customer experience obsession with fellow business leaders, about relatable moments on customer excellence, and teachable experiences on customer service. My digital impact is available wherever you listen to your podcasts, powered by Podcast Network Asia. Check us out after listening to this one. And another thing I can see with, you know, and this is part of the, of the kind of dilemma is about how can I engage more consumers in a digital world? Um, the problem, as you can see in the top, there are not the typical platforms that we normally use online as social media, 
uh, online video, etc. And normally the reason is because consumers find them very cluttered already. So one of the things is that to improve that is limiting the frequency levels that create irritation. So what we see is that there is a correlation between a lot of advertising already in the platform and people really kind of rejecting it. So when there is a really busy and cluttered platform, normally the level of acceptance tends to go down. That's why podcasts, which is a, a, a big opportunity because there's not many advertising there, or even influencer marketing, which is more about related with content, are very good um, opportunities. This is the one kind of dilemma. The second dilemma is what we call the glocal dilemma. And what we found in the research is a combination of local and, and global platform is how do you balance um, the, the benefits of, or the scale benefits of a global platform, as we can see typical big platforms, with the promise of relevance actually of the local, uh, of the local platforms. And um, actually um, 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 not long ago, actually last week we had these local media reactions uh, events in the Philippines where we talk about actually what is a ranking locally and it's different from the global one. Here, what you can see here is the global ranking where I mentioned about, remember people love to dance as another trend. It's actually TikTok has been the second year in a row, the most important platform in terms of receptiveness uh, of acceptance or, or you know, uh, of, of, of the platform compared with, you know, the other one, the typical ones. As you can see, actually in the top five, they are not usual platforms like YouTube or Facebook. What we see actually is TikTok number one for the second year in a row. We have Amazon, interestingly, and this is global data again, uh, but Amazon, which is e-commerce is the second platform. Then we have Instagram, Google, and Twitter. And this is different actually from the one you can think of as a marketeers. But I think this out opens a lot of implications. For example, e-commerce, you can think Amazon, but you can think of Lazada. You can think of Shopee, for example, as platform relevant in your in the Philippines. But uh, Amazon actually think about also e-commerce platform as advertising platform is something that marketers are starting to explore too. And also consumers accept that actually when you look at the Filipino consumers, and this is comparing with the ranking and taking the global brands now, Google actually is perceived as number one in the Philippines uh, because it's perceived actually, and we, we discussed this last week where now in this situation in the Philippines and everywhere in the world um, about people wanting to have more information about what's going on in the pandemic, Google actually has been proved as a very useful as a search engine, et cetera, to get information, reliable information. Actually, it's fourth globally, but it's number one in the Philippines, as well as the CNN Philippines. Um, and again, CNN is on television, but also on, 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 on uh, the website. It's a way to get informed, to be informed about what's going on in the world and what's going on in the Philippines. And then we have similar Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify. So Spotify is number five, actually, in the, in the Philippines, if we, if we take the global. There are also local brands, there are also local platforms, and, and, and I encourage you to reach out the, the Kanta team, actually, to talk about, uh, to see, actually, what is the ranking in the Philippines for local platforms. But it's very interesting how Spotify is very relevant in the Philippines. Again, coming back to the audio, to the audio world. And it's interesting, again, coming back with what is the profile of TikTok, for example, against the comments. So, when we analyze why TikTok is number one in the world and is very relevant everywhere, is that they are perceived as fun and entertaining, uh, but it's also innovative. It's a way to be, you know, innovative for them. It's fun and entertaining. So people are finding something new and different, refreshing, actually. And actually, so I will, uh, I will go with, compare with e-commerce, actually. Um, we see a different, very different profile in e-commerce. So people understand things like Amazon, Lazada, Shopee, 
it is very relevant and useful as we saw before. It's not as fun as entertaining. People don't don't expect fun and entertain uh, to be fun entertained in these platforms. It's not innovative, but it's really related with what I'm looking for, right? I, 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 I'm expecting something really different. And this is a big implication for brands. If you wanna create content in those platforms, if you wanna advertise in different platforms like e-commerce, as well as in TikTok or social media, what you have to create and the experience you have to create is very different, right? When you see actually the difference between the global and the local, I mentioned before, the profile is very is very similar, actually. The global channels are a little bit more fun, perceived as a little bit more quality and a bit more innovative, uh, but it's very trustworthy, actually, is the local channel. So the trust is more from the local. The entertainment innovation is a little bit more from the global. In the negative side, uh, local channels are a little bit repetitive and too much advertising they perceive, while global channels are very highly excessive targeting, probably related with a lot of social media platforms, etc. So there are different, again, different profiles. And as I mentioned before, in the Philippines, it's very interesting how, you know, uh, in the Philippines, there are local brands actually are very relevant for consumers. So a combination of both these Google, YouTube, as we saw, Twitter, um, Twitter, and also Instagram, etc., combining with local brands is very is something very relevant. Um, and this is a global dilemma in some way. And the last one is the innovator's dilemma, is how can media brands get the balance between maintaining trust while driving innovation? You saw that we've been talking about these things, right? About be trustworthy as the local brands, for example, be more innovative, but we also talk to um, the marketeers, not only to consumers. And what we found, and remember, this is the ranking in the global consumers that I mentioned before, the cinema, the sponsor, and this is what consumers think. But when we ask marketeers, and we have more than 900 senior marketeers around the world that we talk about these things, the ranking is totally different. So what marketeers are thinking is very different from what global consumers are thinking. And this is happening everywhere in the Philippines too, where you can see the number one is the online video ads. Uh, social media stories, influencer content is still in the in the top. TV ads appears in the ranking while for consumers is not in the ranking anymore. So you can see actually how the ranking is very different. It's changing. So things like influencer content, social media stories, and even digital auto formats are going up, while TV ads are going are going down. And actually, if we see by a specific brands in digital, remember that TikTok was the number one for marketers is actually Instagram. TikTok is not even in the top five, which is interesting. This is related with kind of uh, still TikTok needs to win that trustworthy, you know, component for marketers as well. Um, but it's very interesting that we see Facebook now in the top five, we see Spotify, while for the global consumers actually is not there uh, yet. So it's a different different ranking. Actually, when we see the marketers perception of advertising on global uh, media brands actually, and comparing, um, and you can see in the vertical acts, we have the trustworthy for marketers, they trust or not the platform. And on the horizontal, we see actually how innovative they are, or they perceive the platform are, Spot, uh, TikTok, you can see in the bottom right, is very innovative. Uh, as well as Spotify is a little bit more balanced, it's well more trustworthy. TikTok is not that trust yet. And then at the top, we have YouTube and Instagram. Instagram probably could be the one that has the right balance. And then we have Facebook, uh, on the other hand, that is very, you know, marketers trust them, but actually is not seen as that innovative. So it's very interesting how you need to navigate both things. And do I trust the platform? Obviously, it's very, very important, but this is something new for my consumers, right? And something I mentioned before I finish, um, something I mentioned before is that how consumers have to have a very clear opinions about the personality of the media brands. 
And this is impacting a lot of things. This is impacting a lot of the trends that I mentioned before about how consumers are using TikTok, how consumers uh, e-commerce is back, how they trust influencers again, how they are using more and more the audio podcasts, et cetera. They have a clear perception, the same as they have for a brand like Coca-Cola, for example, or Burger King or Apple. They have a clear, exactly the same clear perception of these brands because TikTok at the end is a brand for consumers as well as Facebook or, 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 or YouTube for Google, right? What we have done in Canton actually is we have created uh, using our Needscope uh, framework. Some of you may have known about it. It's like how we create a, an archetype, a personality around a brand. So we have applied this same Needscope framework into you know these different brands, and we have map it out the different archetypes. And as you can see, the archetypes that you find for TikTok, for example, is what we call the Joker. The Joker represents something that is fun, that is playful, that is extrovert, that likes to socialize. Um, and it's a very a strong, a strong archetype, actually, because we can classify the archetypes by being, you know, kind of high, has a high, high clear archetype to have a not that well-defined archetype. And we can see TikTok, Snapchat, um, it is not that relevant in this part of the world, but they are kind of the jokers, fun and playful. Google is more about the knowledge, the wise, and that's why probably it's important to in the Philippines right now. Um, Amazon, as well as many other uh, e-commerce platforms, it's competent, it's efficient, it's getting giving me what I want to get at that time. Facebook is friendly and warm. It's of, of course about friendship. It's a little bit introvert as well. Uh, Instagram is about the desire. It's about the style. It's the encounter, right? It's sophisticated. Twitter is similar to Google, um, actually in the knowledge and wise. And finally, YouTube is fun and playful as well. It's because the content, but it's not as well-defined as TikTok and Snapchat. So what is the implication for marketers to navigate this is actually, well, if you have a brand, actually, and you're, you want to advertise in these platforms, you need to really understand what platforms are the best for your brand. One of the things I, I mentioned as a conclusion in this and, and of the trends, I think one important trend for marketeers is that we need to start moving away from renting media space, which is what we normally do. I go, I pay money for one ad on, on a number of ads on Facebook, for example, to creating a truly real partnership with them with the platforms. We need to move to a partnership. And this partnership starts with this type of things, really understand if consumers see our brand link and align with the profile. I mean, for some brands actually won't be adequate at all to advertise on TikTok because fun and playful probably is not part of my DNA and it doesn't seem right. But maybe it's, it's totally, um, um, uh, uh, it's totally right to uh, advertise on Instagram, for example, or on Facebook. Or the other way around, for some brands actually make sense to advertise on, on, on TikTok, but it doesn't make sense to go to you know, Instagram or, or Twitter. And it's also the second implication is, is the content. What type of content do I need to create? I mean, don't, don't take the same content across all digital platforms, especially in digital, it's very important. Yeah, and it's not just to edit and make a shorter ad. It's about creating content that is totally customized to the platform. TikTok has, uh, what people are expecting in TikTok is about fun, it's about dancing, it's about music, uh, it's about something funny and short, right? It's very different what people, surprisingly, is expecting in Instagram, where they are expecting something that is more fashion, they're following influencers that is more, um, you know, about, you know, beautiful images, about lives that probably we're not living on, people going on holidays, traveling, uh, these type of things. So the profile is actually very, very different. Hi, this is Mirza Sison, 
got lots of goals and dreams but are phased by obstacles? Join me as I help you unpack the tools you need to navigate through life's sometimes bumpy roads. Listen to my podcast called You Can Do This. You Can Do This. Available in all major podcast platforms. So um, to finalize kind of my, my um, presentation today, uh, just recap kind of the trends that I mentioned. Again, there are no new trends. I think that we see they are accelerating um, are things that we see not only from consumers, but also see from my conversation with marketeers around the world. There are different things. The first one is, as, uh, as I mentioned, like, you know, there, there are many different trends that are accelerating um, and, and, and happening more and more about because of the digitalization, right? So we see things like the rise of e-commerce, the rise of influencers, again, how the sound and uh, the sound is going to be the year of the sound for 2022, podcasts, music and streaming are going to be more and more important than, than, than ever. And we see all the things that, yes, essentially are not, not new, as I mentioned, the commerce, um, et cetera. But also I see these three strategic dilemmas that you need to understand and address to navigate all these challenges and all these trends that are accelerating. Uh, as I mentioned, the first one is the digital dilemma, which is um, how you know, online and offline obviously are more and more integrated. Um, but offline is still I normally prefer over the digital, but digital are improving. And I think it's because of the content we are creating and the experiences we are creating are improving actually. So online media channels are being used more and more and the positive perception is increasing. I think this is a good job also from, from the marketeers around the world. Um, the local dilemma is about local or localized brands. You know, you need to actually, how do you balance actually the scale up of the global brands or the global platforms with local uh, brands? And I think it's not one or the other. It's very interesting to explore both options, actually. But again, the approach has to be different. What people perceive from local brands or local platforms is different from local platforms. So it's something we need to, to, we need to consider. And finally, it's also this balance between trust and innovation, right? Um, we need to, of course, you know, to, to, to take care of the trust. We need to trust the platform we're using, but also needs, we need to bring something new and refreshing as we see the difference with TikTok and um, between consumers and marketers is a big difference. And as I mentioned, we need to move away. And I think it's, it's the best way to navigate these trends um, that I mentioned before, all these new challenges we find is to create more partnerships with the platform. It's going beyond uh, renting media space to actually um, creating partnerships, moving away from typical reach and frequency planning that we need, of course, but also thinking about more strategic and partnership planning actually in the platform. And that's it. We, we have a lot of data. So please reach out if you have any questions. We have specific data in the Philippines. You know, feel free to send us questions and having, happy to have a conversation uh, or reach out your local Kanta uh, uh, team. Um, and that's all that I brought today. I hope you, you enjoy it. And, and, and please reach out, as I said, reach out if you have any questions. And I hope you have a good day and enjoy the rest of the Digicom. Join IMAP in shaping the future of digital marketing, along with over 300 corporate members from brands, agencies, advertisers, tech companies, media, and startups. IMAP has spearheaded initiatives to drive digital learning, skills development, and camaraderie in the industry, like IMAP Web Wednesday, Breakfast Roundtables, Virtual Member Meetups, IMAP Academy, Youth Digital Congress, and such. To learn more about IMAP, you may download our free digital book, the only book you'll need for digital, 
via our official IMAP website at www.imap.com.ph and watch out for future events when you follow us on our social media pages. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.